Welcome to the Point of View Podcast. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a very special guest today. In fact, just yesterday, President Trump was tweeting about her and at least her movement. Hashtag Stop the Bias. Joining us on today's podcast, investigative journalist Laura Loomer. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So a lot of people know who you are. Obviously, you've got the the, the hashtag Loomered now at this point as well. And I'm going to get into President Trump tweeting about you in a moment. But first, just to share a little bit about yourself with our audience, maybe some people that maybe aren't as familiar with you. You were banned from Twitter on November 1st, 2018. Why were you banned? And then why did you start the movement? Hashtag stop the bias. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm a conservative investigative journalist, and uh, I, I have my own style, really, I guess, of uh, you know, confronting people. It's a form of guerrilla journalism. I uh, do lengthy investigations, and then I uh, confront or loomer uh, the individuals who um, are the subjects of my investigations, right? And I've done this to a lot of people, very high-profile people, too, as well as uh, people like uh, Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Maxine Waters, uh, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, um, all types of people, right? Michael Avenatti, Alyssa Milano, Linda Sartor. And uh, my work is very effective. And because my work was so effective and because um, and because it, you know, generated a massive following on Twitter of about 265,000 followers and I was constantly in the news, uh, the left decided that I was the target, right? They they don't like people who are effective. They don't ban you because of um, you know your um, your ideas necessarily. They they ban you if you're effective. And I was very effective, and I had no major funding behind me. I still don't really have major funding behind me. Um, I'm completely independent, not backed by the mainstream, but my investigations. Uh, were being featured by people like Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh, uh, and I was dominating headlines every single week. Uh, and so back in uh, November, on November 21st of 2018, I was permanently banned on Twitter uh, because I had been doing an investigation into Ilhan Omar prior to anybody, really. I was the first person to really talk about Ilhan Omar on a national level. And uh I had said that she was pro-Sharia and anti-Jewish, and Twitter banned me for hate speech because of that. And, you know, I had been censored prior to this. I had been banned on Facebook temporarily. I had been banned by Uber, by Lyft, and uh, then I was permanently banned on Twitter. And besides Alex Jones, I'm probably the most censored individual in this country uh, because I've just been banned everywhere. Since that, I've been banned from from GoFundMe, from PayPal, from Venmo. So I can't even make a living as a journalist in this country anymore because I don't have access to social media or uh, these online payment processors to do my job. Uh, and so it was very difficult. But, um, you know, we're, we're starting to see this, this era in which if you – have ideas that go against the ideas of the thought police, or if you are speaking about people who are deemed protected classes, uh, like these new jihadist women in Congress, or the Hamas targets, as I like to refer to them, uh, you will be silenced and you will be deplatformed and excommunicated from the digital uh, public square. And we're going to talk about your investigative uh, stuff into Representative Omar here later on in this interview, but I want to get back to your hashtag, Stop the Bias, and to share with people just how prescient you are. So in the last couple of days, uh, President Trump's social media chief was actually blocked on Facebook. He couldn't make comments and whatnot. He spoke out about it. So then yesterday, President Trump 
uh, tweeted this out, and I'm quoting. He says, I'll be looking into this. And then he did the hashtag Stop the Bias. Well, about a month earlier, maybe just a few weeks ago, you were up at CPAC. You were carrying your hats around. They've got hashtag Stop the Bias on them. They look just like Make America Great Again hats. And you're going through CPAC, and you happen to bump into Donald Trump Jr. You had a great conversation with him. I think he totally got where you were coming from about Stop the Bias. In fact, he wrote an op-ed for The Hill just a couple days ago as well about how social media is squelching uh, conservative voices. But I'm going to play for our audience a clip, a video that you created shortly after you ran into Donald Trump Jr., just to show uh, how prescient you are about what's happening today. Just temporarily. I asked Don Jr. to tell his father to do something about the social media bias, and he agreed. He said that the time is now and that something needs to be done. So hopefully he takes my suggestion and has a conversation with his father. I would love to personally be invited to the White House to speak to Donald Trump about social media bias, but in the meantime, I, I predict that in the coming weeks, uh, President Trump is going to do something, and I'll have some big announcements coming soon as well. So... Uh, if you haven't already, go to freeloomer.com, sign the petition, and remember, hashtag stop the bias. I mean, you crushed it. You said in a few weeks President Trump should be looking into this. Boom, here it is. Hashtag stop the bias. He says I'm looking into it. Your reaction to his tweet, and what do you want to see him do? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, no one can deny that Donald Trump is definitely using my hashtag and that I'm the person who spurred this. If you recall, in 2018, before I was banned on Twitter, uh, at the social media hearing in September, uh, I actually disrupted the congressional hearing and called Jack Dorsey out because he was committing perjury. He was lying to Congress, and he was saying that he doesn't censor and shadow ban conservatives. But we have evidence which uh, suggests the contrary, right? We have the Project Veritas videos. How come nobody wants to talk about the Project Veritas videos in which you literally have multiple employees from Twitter admitting that they target people who are pro-Trump, pro-God, pro-America, pro-gun, you name it, right? Conservative Americans, people who have traditional American values, conservative American values. Uh, and I said during that, uh, uh, that confrontation, I, I called on President Trump and I said, Mr. President, please help us before it's too late, uh, because Jack Dorsey is trying to influence the election uh, by shadow banning and censoring conservatives so that the Democrats can steal the election. And uh, I, I asked Donald Trump, you can see it, the video was viral. I mean, people tried to mock me because he had this uh, very, uh, you know, overweight kind of uh, neocon type representative out of Missouri, right, who decided that his claim to fame in Congress was going to be auctioning me off, auctioning our free oh, speech right. off, really, if you view it, right. if you look at it that way. And so the media ran with it um, as, oh, look at this auctioneer shutting down this protester. When in reality, like maybe these representatives should have let me talk and they should have acted on what I said, because now, you know, you see some of them. They're, they're going to court. Devin Nunez is suing for $250 million, it was an M, million dollars, because he said everything I said. They were trying to shadow ban and censor. Well, where was he seven months ago, right? Where were all these representatives? Where was everybody who was laughing at me and mocking me when I called out Jack Dorsey? Nobody on the right has ever had the balls to disrupt a congressional hearing. <laughs> I am the first conservative to ever disrupt a congressional hearing. Uh, if you just join us, this is Laura Loomer on our podcast here. You can go to her website, freeloomer.com. Again, freeloomer.com if you want to help donate to her, help continue to have her go out there and loomer people, get loomered. 
Uh, but my question for you is, you know, yes, I know some of these congressional people, and you and I both know a lot of these people in Congress don't have a spine, so they're not going to do anything. But you do now have a person who does have a spine, President Donald Trump. You clearly have his ear. He says he's going to look into this. What would you like to see him do? Well, I'd like to see him hold these uh, these these companies accountable. I would like to see uh, them lose their protection as um, platforms because they're publishers. And they're essentially now more powerful than, than the government. And when you have a company that is so powerful that they're blocking the social media director for the president of the United States, I mean, that is interference. That's collusion. That is collusion. And so the Democrats seem to be obsessed with collusion. It's their favorite word. They're obsessed with it. You know, we've seen how our news cycles and our media companies have been turned into an absolute clown show, a total circus act, because these people are obsessed with the word collusion. Well, as far as I'm concerned, when you have social media companies shutting down people who are in senior positions on presidential campaigns, people who work for the president of the United States of America, that is collusion. All right. When you have campaigns uh, by by leftists on social media uh, calling for Trump's assassination and executives from these social media companies following uh, some of these people on social media and they're not doing anything to uh, to to shut that down, that is collusion. Okay. When you have uh, Islamic terrorist organizations like CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, having meetings with executives from Twitter and Facebook to lobby to shut me down as reported by the Wall Street Journal, that is collusion. And that's actually very serious collusion because when you look at how a lot of these people get their money, and CARE, of course, gets a lot of money from the Qataris who hate the Jews, right? I mean, this is a foreign collusion. Forget about Russia, right? And how much of yesterday you know? do, you, do you think was kind of a trial balloon? Not yesterday, but when they, they uh, monitored or were um, stopping his social media chief from posting stuff on Facebook. I mean, because Donald Trump Jr. has come out and said, look, this, this is all political warfare at this point. They're starting to squash conservative voices because of 2020. They know that President Trump's got an incredible following in the heartland across social media, and they want to try to squash that voice to help the Democrat candidate. Do you think the situation with Scavino was kind of a trial balloon to check it out and to see what the president would actually do? What say you? Maybe I think they are trying to test and see what they can get away with. They really are trying to see um, how much they can get away with. And uh, that's the thing, right? I mean, when, when are they going to stop? I'm the guinea pig, right? Alex Jones is the guinea pig. They're using us to see how much they can get away with. And quite frankly, I mean, the president needs to step in before it is too late. Because what if they ban him? What if they ban him before, uh, before they could legally be held accountable in this country? So he needs to step in. He needs to do something about it because um, that is really egregious. I mean, that is that is really that is really um, criminal behavior for a social media company to be censoring, preventing the social media director for the president of the United States to communicate with people. So, um, you know, that's uh, it's that's sick. That. And can you imagine if they actually started to? Uh, censor President Trump will have in this country? I mean, people, I think, would grab their arms, and who knows what would take place. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's not just you as well. I want to get your take on this, too, and then uh, we'll move on to some other stuff. But, you know, you also look at what's happening right now with Judge Deneen over at Fox News. I want to get your reaction to and, – and I think most people would say Judge Deneen, what she said was fairly benign, and yet she got yanked. 
Yeah, I mean, she said what I said essentially about Ilhan Omar, and she got yanked. But nobody can really speak truth about uh, about uh, Ilhan Omar without being shut down, right? I mean, what is it? Why is it that um, why is it that Ilhan is so powerful that everybody who speaks about her gets canned or banned? I don't know. I, we're going to get to your investigation on her in just a moment. But uh, I guess my my last question for you on this topic is: Where do you see all this going? I mean, let's go out a few years from now. What what's going to happen with these social media platforms, in your opinion? Well, they're very powerful, and so uh, they. I think this is going to go to the Supreme Court. It needs to go to the Supreme Court because right now these social media companies are so powerful, right, that they are silencing the president of the United States. And if they can silence the president of the United States, imagine what they can do to people like me and you. I mean, they already are silencing me, right? But what about the people who aren't me, people who don't have access to, you know, high-powered individuals or, or, or media companies to get their message out when they are banned or silenced? There are a lot of people whose lives are being destroyed by this, and it's impacting people as these companies grow more monopolistic and tyrannical. Uh, it's really impacting people's ability to make an income online. Businesses are getting shut down. Um, it's really, really out of control. And the double standard that we're seeing uh, with with the content and what is a violation of terms of service is egregious. Uh, you are allowed to call for the assassination of the president of the United States of America, which is a felony, right? That really is a felony in the United States. Like, if you advocate for violence against the president, that's a felony. So why is it that that is not a violation of terms of service? But um, pointing out that, that Johan um, is anti-Jewish, it, uh, it, it just seems very bizarre to me. Uh, you are not allowed to... Uh, to to criticize Islam or post facts about Islam on these social media companies. Um, but if you are a dictator for an Islamic uh, Islamic uh, regime, like, like Iran, for example, uh, you're allowed to essentially call for a fatwa against the United States of America. So where do we draw the line, right? And then Jack Dorsey, you see, he goes on, like, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he'll say something like, oh, well, we just really care about conversational health, and... You know, the reason why we allow for Farrakhan's called Jews termites is because it's newsworthy. Well, don't you think it's also newsworthy when a journalist is breaking a story about a Muslim congresswoman's ties to terrorist organizations? Is that not newsworthy? We're going to talk about that. Laura, I want to do this because in your video as well, you said, hey, I would love to go to the White House and speak to President Trump directly. So let's assume President Trump listens to this podcast. Better yet, you're in the White House. You're sitting there with President Trump. You say what to him? Well, I would tell him that his reelection campaign depends on holding these social media companies accountable. And I would urge him to uh, to focus on being a voice for his people and really not caring about uh, political correctness and, you know, uh, doing something to hold these social media companies accountable so that uh, they they can face consequences for silencing and shadow banning conservatives. Because isn't it a shame, right? President Trump, usually he promotes people on Fox News. Well, we see now how Fox News is turning on the president, and they're becoming more and more liberal every day, right? We just saw the example of Judge Janine and then, then also with Tucker Carlson. Well, President and Donna Trump Brazil. Start, yeah, they need to start – he needs to start surrounding himself with members of the independent media. I mean, he talked about fake news versus real news. Well, I'm real news, right? Independent journalists, we're the people who put him in the White House. 
We red-pilled millions of people into becoming Trump supporters, <laughs> right? I mean, there were a lot of people who turned to the independent media to get information about Trump. And now his biggest advocates and supporters who really aren't making a lot of money, they're, they're making a lot of sacrifices and, and dealing with a lot of um, trials and tribulations as a result of their support for the president. And we're all being silenced and shut down. I mean, look at Milo, look at Roger Stone, look at Alex Jones, Gavin McGinnis, Tommy Robinson, me. I mean, there's so many people, great people who really did a lot to uh, to put President Trump in the White House. And we're just being slaughtered. And none of us are given the respect that we deserve, right? I mean, where where is the where is the um, respect for libel and defamation in this country, right? Do we even have laws on the books anymore about libel and defamation when the SPLC, whose founder Morris D, was just forced to shut down uh, for allegedly uh, sexually assaulting uh, his 16-year-old daughter with a sex toy? Um, why are those people making the rules and the guidelines and calling people white supremacists and Nazis? Like, people's lives are being destroyed. People have been fired. People's marriages have been destroyed. I mean, people have not been able to get uh, employed. They're blacklisted. People have had to move, okay? I mean, where are the protections for these people? Yeah. And I would really ask Donald Trump to sign an executive order, just like he signed an executive order right uh, a couple days ago or a week ago at CPAC, um, making it so that college campuses that don't allow for free speech will be penalized. Um, well, he needs to also sign an executive order deeming um, political affiliation a protected class under the Civil Rights Act. Great point. You may remember a couple times he's talked about strengthening the libel laws, so maybe he will follow up on that as well. I uh, want to touch on one other person who also was censored, if you will, via the social media mob, and you were having a little We'll call it a celebration with her yesterday, Roseanne Barr. So how is Roseanne doing, and uh, and what were you guys doing together? Roseanne's great. I mean, we were hanging out. We were talking. Um, Roseanne and I are great friends, and I was in California, and so uh, she invited me on her show. And, you know, we had a good time. We were talking about all of this Jew hatred in Congress. We have the Hamas caucus, the jihadis now, uh, who are causing a problem. Um, and uh, we were just uh, talking about why, like, these left-wing Jews are so mentally ill. And, you know, it's pure, it's Purim right now, um, which is a, a Jewish holiday. And so we were just um, celebrating strong Jewish women. And, um, and it's great. I love Roseanne. But, you know, you see how unfairly she's been targeted and treated for simply being a conservative. She was fired. Right. She had a she Roseanne is one of the most popular shows ever in in, 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 in history. It will go down as iconic. There's going to be no show on television more popular than Roseanne. Then, and when they tried to do the reboot of the show, she got fired, if you recall, because of that meme. She like retweeted of Valerie Jarrett and um, the woman from Planet of the Apes. And like, look, I don't think it's racist to say that. I mean, Valerie Jarrett really does look like the character from Planet of the Apes, right? I mean, that's not – she doesn't even look black. So she calls herself black, and then she's like, oh, my God, you're calling the black person a monkey. That's so racist. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just – I don't personally think she looks black, and I don't think that Roseanne was trying to be racist. I just think that people can't handle humor anymore. They can't handle jokes. And there's also a really big double standard because I've seen liberals call Donald Trump a monkey. You know, like they've called him an orangutan and they've tweeted memes comparing him to a monkey. But there are two sets of rules, right? If you are a conservative, they have there's blood in the water and they will come for you. But look at look at ABC as a company. OK, they fire Roseanne. 
They take her off air. They get rid of her show because, oh, my God, she posted a meme. But then James Gunn, who was um, a director for uh, – what's the name of that? that, that the film, Galaxy. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay? James Gunn really honestly portrays himself as a full-blown pedophile on social media. I mean, he, he's tweeting things like, I really like touching little boys' penises. Okay? I mean, I don't know in what, what day and age that is considered funny. I don't think there's anything funny about talking about have, uh, molesting children and, and committing sex crimes against children. But apparently for the people at, at Disney and ABC, they think that it's worse to be a conservative than it, or be a little funny and edgy and, and post some, some comedy, some racial comedy, than it is to be a pedophile. Right. And, and this is very disturbing because these companies are multi-billion dollar media corporations and they are influencing people. And so we're going to have a serious uh, decay in morality and, and, and uh, societal um, uh, interpretations of, of, of good and bad, good and evil. If we keep allowing for these radical left wing individuals who are so hell bent on hating Trump and his supporters to redefine what it means to be moral and decent as a human being, right? I mean, there there should be no discussion whatsoever as to what is worse, being a pedophile or insinuating that you are a pedophile or posting an edgy meme, right? I mean, that's, I, I don't even think that we can have no, a debate about that. I agree. And I think you bring up a great point about President Trump signing an executive order. You look at, you were laying out the ABC situation you know, ABC does what they did to Roseanne. ABC now owns Fox. You see what's happening at Fox News. And I want to remind you, I'm sure you've seen this video, but General Flynn, General Flynn served our country very well, you know, in a, in a video a while back, talked about citizen journalists and the people out there that were actually helping make America great again and that movement that was taking place during the campaign. And I think President Trump sees it, you know, as a president, he's got to maneuver himself correctly. But I think you're on to something. I hope you get a chance to sit down with him face-to-face. Um, anything else you want to say about the hashtag Stop the Bias? Because I want to move on to your investigative work on Representative Elon Omar. Um, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of work. Uh, as you recall, I handcuffed myself to the front door of Twitter um, in, a, in a protest that became the number one trend on Twitter, even though um, I was banned on Twitter, uh, to raise awareness about this, the social media bias of conservatives. And so, um, I think I'm doing um, good work. I think that I'm, I consider myself to be a trailblazer um, in the free speech movement, especially concerning uh, free speech in the digital era. And uh, you can expect more work from me because I'm going to be uh, loomering a lot more of these executives and holding more events to, uh, to raise awareness. I will tell our audience, uh, Laura is fearless out there. So if you want to help her out and support her investigative journalism, go to freeloomer.com. Again, freeloomer.com. And you can uh, donate there and make a difference for what she's doing.